You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Friday, July 3rd. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Um, And yes, looking at the calendar, folks, obviously July 3rd, tomorrow, the 4th of July, uh, essentially, you know, kickoff of summer, you know, biggest party day of the summer. Uh, Be safe. Be smart. Don't be stupid. And, uh, you know, just mask up, people. Mask up. Going to sit down with Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith today. Uh, we got some topics to talk about before everybody goes off for the 4th of July weekend. You know, we'll resume here either Sunday night, Monday, or whatever, as we continue to roll on, uh, you know, through the summer here um, in anticipation of hopefully what will soon to be 2020 NFL training camp. Uh, Pete, we actually touched on this, you know, a couple of weeks ago about your know, roster sizes and how you were going to handle camp. And, you know, obviously with, you know, with COVID and everything that's going on, you know, the amount of people, the more amount of people in one area, obviously probably increases the odds of spreading anything. And now obviously it comes out yesterday where, you know, it could be 80, it could be 75. Um, a number one, I, I believe it's just the correct approach to go at this time. And, when you take 90 to camp every year, I understand, you know, every little, you know, for the better, more established players, any little aches and pains, you know, you're going to take them out of the practices today. It's never worth the risk, but you know, out of 90, there's easy 10 to 15 that you can just say, there's no shot in hell. They're going to make this NFL roster. And, you know, here with what's going on with everything, obviously again, with COVID, this is just the way it's going to have to go this year. And, you know, who knows if it's, you know, because as we go through things like this, you know, we heard a lot over the spring about, you know, wow, you know, a lot of people were able to get more work done at home, maybe than they were essentially in the office, you know, for everything's always changing. But, you know, here we are, and it's gonna be a lot smaller camp when we actually do get to camp. And I, for, I guess, the intents and purpose of this, it's probably the correct move. Well, there's a number of issues that this sort of would address. Um, first and foremost, there's a logistical issue in most, if not all, facilities. Um, they're not designed to socially distance. So, you know, if you just unleash 90 guys in a locker room and they're all crammed next to each other, that's a problem. I mean, you can make some alterations and try to provide some distance if it's 75 or maybe 80. Um, but it comes down to the the simplest thing about it is you have to find a way to get reps for guys. And if you're not getting reps for, say, 76 through 90, um, you're essentially just having them as crash test dummies or, uh, you know, scout teams on special teams and stuff like that. And you're putting your own – you're putting your team at risk with very little, if any, upside. It only almost all becomes negative. And if guys aren't repping uh, or, or even getting shots rep because teams are on sh- such a shortened, uh, truncated uh, schedule to get ready for the season, that's not going to get much out of them. I mean, it may send the, the worst message that guys, you know, basically get very bitter or whatever that they that they they basically figure out that they're not getting even uh, you know anything close to a look. Having said that. Um, there are a lot of potential side effects that come with this, uh, not the least of which is you may, you know, if you if you don't find a way to sort of 
come with the practice squad or some sort of type waiver where teams can essentially pay guys to hang around uh, in case they need them or just sort of to fill in that, uh, that uh, hole uh, in, in the workforce, you may lose several hundred, if not close to a thousand players in a year because they can't afford to not do anything. And, you know, the, the whole nation's employment situation becomes its own deal that may impact that. But some of these guys may just decide that, look, I can't wait around uh, to play. Uh, I can't afford it. I've got a family or whatever. I've got to find a way to make money. And, and sure, you'll see guys who are, you know, the guy who's driving a beer truck or working a loading dock or whatever, who's still, you know, chasing his dream of being in the NFL and gets a shot. Fine. But a lot of these guys are just going to sort of move on with their lives and, and look for the next thing. And the NFL sort of has to be cognizant of how they're going to do that because they could potentially just have a massive hole. Uh, <laughs> Again, and the other question, though, and, and I, I, I agree with you, but the question would be where do they go to essentially this time? But, of course, this wouldn't be an issue, obviously, without everything that's going on in the world. But, you know, you you get to the point where, it again, you know, crash test dummies, sacrificial lambs, where guys are just coming to the camp for the sake of, you know, getting beat up. And guess what? You're going to get a lot of reps week one. You'll get a lot of reps week four. Um, You're not in the plans. Um, Ideally, you know, we have you slated as our, you know, ninth or tenth offensive lineman. Um, if we can stash you away, that's great. Um, but it's it, look with this year and the circumstances and everything that's going on, it's just going to create for everything to be a lot different. And you know, we got more we're going to get to here. And obviously, what you know, coronavirus and COVID has done to what will be the 2020 NFL season. But you know, this is just the start of it. I mean, there could be more. Um, and obviously, you know, look, we could talk about you know, there could be possibilities of where maybe the offense is only on the field. You know, for an hour 20, they're off. Defense goes on for an hour 20. Um, There's going to be a lot of change, a lot of evolution as this goes, and it could change by the day, it could change by the week. Uh, You know, we recorded with Stephen Thomas the other day. We were going to talk about the supplemental draft, you know, about what the possibility of that could be, you know, 15 minutes later. We'll get to that here a little bit. Obviously, you know, that's now abolished. Um, Just, you know, with everything that's going on, it's just it's a wait-and-see approach, and you're just going to have to just kind of be slow with it. Uh, accept it, see how it goes, and you know, in hopes that we maybe do get to see some real football be, uh, you know, coming. Obviously, you know, that second some uh, Sunday in September, uh, we're going to get to some talk on the preseason here, supplemental drafts, uh, the best possible cookout plate that you can have on the Fourth of July, all that stuff coming here. Jeff Lloyd with Pete Smith on Locked On Browns. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes of vehicles, whether it's Fiat, uh, Fiat, Kia, and Model Specifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions? Is your model a V6? Is it an LX? Is it an EX? Is it an EXLX? I mean, it just goes on and on. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Guess what? You can do this at home and uh, actually get these parts just as quickly as the manuf- as the chain store would by using rockauto.com or on your cell phone. One reason is to repair and maintain your cars so you can save money for things that you need. You know, extra money for the mortgage, paying the bills, food. If you got kids, you guys know how much FS they exasperate your money. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a car dealership? Uh, a random example here, the uh, Delphi fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey, 
$4 at a dealership or a chain store. How about $217 at rockauto.com? Go ahead, check all of that stuff. Uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourself at rockauto.com. Prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than the changing prices based that the market will bear like like the airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Be sure and tell them that Locked On sent you. Pete, um, and with this the other day, obviously, you know, news drop with the NFL news drops in a hurry. Um, the four game preseason schedule uh, went from week one, gone, abolished. Weeks two and three will remain. Week four, abolished. Um, for the Browns specifically, Pete, and some teams, this doesn't really, it, it doesn't apply. Um, but for the Browns, if it goes as stated here, it's one home game, it's one road game. And I think this is something that the league would probably wish almost everybody had the opportunity to do is to get your protocol in for what traveling is going to be like for the NFL this year, uh, you know, and keeping your players healthy, keeping your staff healthy, you know, so the Browns will get the opportunity to at least travel if this goes on as planned. And I'll be honest, guys, I've said this, I'm not positive. We'll still see any preseason games, but this is the way it is for now. Um, It'll be, uh, Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota Green Bay, obviously a trip to Green Bay, Minnesota coming to Cleveland. So two preseason games, Pete, but, you know, just again, another one of the effects that, you know, COVID-19 will is, is starting to show, you know, put its grip onto the NFL. Well, this is the part that may have the longest lasting effects. Um, because depending on what happens, there may be a lot of people who like this better. Um, you know, the accusation that four preseason games is a naked money grab, that you know, obviously it's part of the regular season package and all that. Uh, I mean, certainly there's a benefit to being able to play games, but more and more teams are, are, are sort of using um, the inter-squad scrimmages and things to sort of find a way around them. With those scrimmages basically gone, you're uh, entirely going off of, of uh, what you do in practice, and we'll see. I mean, that makes it more like – now it's like college. Um, that's the system that college has gone with, um, where they have no real scrimmages or scrimmages or, uh, or uh, preseason or exhibition or any of that. Um, it's entirely – you get warmed up with your own guys and here we go week one. And obviously um, in college, it's sort of a dysfunctional product uh, that first week, the first two weeks before teams sort of figure themselves out and it becomes a lot of early, don't get upset things, which theoretically would have less impact on the NFL because obviously there's more designed to have more parity. But much like everything else, it now becomes an opportunity for, teams to find creative solutions to see if they can't get ready. The obvious fear you have in addition to the fact that you're sitting there going, well, if we don't need four preseason games this year, do we need any? Um, Because any game uh, that has a team travel from one city to another to play um, is a risk. And do we want to have any risk as opposed to just uh, less risk uh, before we, we get going? So, that becomes the next step. The question will be, 
are we going to see what so often happens in in uh, in, in high school, college, and in the NFL in certain situations, where week one is basically like a, a slaughterhouse, and we just have a ton of guys go down to injury. Um, I know the NFL is already looking into this as far as the amount of injuries they had during the lockout year uh, and concerns over that. So this is sort of a, a an understandable uh, concern for them, and that's where this is at at this point. Um, it, it, for me, it's 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 going to be different. And look, you know, I mean, we, you know, there's a lot of jokes made about the preseason. Um, but you, you get to that point and you're just ready for it. Um, you obviously you want to watch Paul here. Um, but this look, it, it gives you know one week extra as far as actual training camp. So if it does get pushed back a little bit, you know, you're you don't have to be ready to go that beginning week in August. Obviously, the two middle weeks, um, it's obviously going to create for a two week, um, you know, two week cushion between the final preseason game and before you know what will be hopefully week one. So uh, it's going to give teams obviously you know more time to prepare. Um, God forbid something happens and you know some guys test or you know test positive or whatever, or you lose a guy or whatever. It'll give you a chance you know with two weeks before week one to get somebody you know in the mix. Hopefully you know better, easier, ready to go, and you know, way to function through that. Um, I, I'm still again I, I I'm still not sure if we'll see any preseason games. Um, if you look at any of the way this is going, and you know obviously. You know, Florida is a prime example right now that just can't get out of its own goddamn way as far as, you know, getting this right and trying to get, you know, numbers down and trying to get people, you know, to, to not be te- testing positive uh, at the amount of 10,000 folks a day. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I mean, but Pete, you know, it, it, you, you know, if you get to it, you get the storyline of Stefanski in Minnesota. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers probably won't play. You get to see Jordan Love. It, it turns out to be two pretty good you know, preseason matchups. And if I'm doing my math correctly, these are teams that would be on the schedule for 20, 2021 as, you know, the NFC um, North will come back onto the schedule for the Browns in 2021. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, 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 certainly the NFL would love, you know, and, and media and whoever would love to have the storyline of playing – uh, Minnesota and all that that goes with it, but I, I just um, and again, uh, so much can change in a month or two, uh, as obviously was the case the, the how we got here. Uh, so maybe things improve and they they feel more comfortable about it. But I'm in the camp of I expect at some point we're just going to decide that any game we play uh, with the NFL this year is going to count. It just it seems to make the most sense because, uh, look, I mean, other than getting your players ready, getting players developed, that's the only thing that can come out of you know the preseason. Um, the risks certainly here uh, outweigh any of the reward. So again, for you know what could potentially be a 2020 preseason, I just don't see it. And you know, part of this will also come down to whether or not you know the NBA, MLB, they actually do get off the ground and you know get some time in. Um, if they're still playing by the time week two of the preseason, week three of the preseason should kick off in the NFL, we have a shot at it. But again, um, you know, I just I just don't see how it's worth it in the long run. The goal should be, you know, obviously that second Thursday in September, that second Sunday in September, second Monday in September, and getting to you know what actually counts in the 2020 NFL regular season. We're going to get to the supplemental draft here, uh, you know, talk, uh, you know, 
some tales of the, you know, the cookout and you know, what makes a great plate and all you people with your dessert. My God, it's a cookout. Who the hell cares? It's dessert. But we'll go we'll get to that in a little bit here on Locked On Browns. If you were not subscribed, now is the perfect time. Whether it is Spotify, whether it's iTunes, go ahead, subscribe. Uh, leave a five-star rating, written review, all that great stuff, guys. Appreciate it. Make sure you're checking everything out. Of course, always at Browns Digest on Sports Illustrated. And, of course, uh, Browns PFN. Thanks, guys, for uh, all the support thus far over there. Pete, this year more than any other, and it would have crept up quite quickly. Um, and the amount of talent, and there were a lot of guys that we sat here, you know, it, you know, when the announcements came in in that early, you know, first fourteen days of January, and guys going back to school, where a lot of it seemed head scratching. Just you know, on talent alone, obviously, we had no idea where we were, you know, trending towards, you know, as far as uh, you know, as a nation here in the United States. Um, but this could have been the year where the supplemental draft maybe saw more action than ever. Obviously, you know, the same issues that the NFL is going through, college football is going through as well. Uh, but a lot of names, a lot of guys pulled their name out of what a bit, what would have been the 2020 NFL draft, decided to go back to school. And now here these, you know, young men sit with basically the possibility of no, I mean, and granted, it doesn't matter what side you were on. I mean, but at least you would have been getting paid. But you're sitting here with the opportunity of, you know, what could be an absolute lost football season for someone at 21, 22 years old. And and this is a lot for these guys. I mean, this is, you know, to get where you're at, to be at a predominant university, playing major big time college football, to be, have been able to say, you know, I'm not going to go pro this year. I'll wait one more year and go. Um, these guys have been doing it since they're eight years old. So to actually have now what could possibly be a lost year, almost football wise, it's just, A, it's crazy to think about. And, you know, we haven't even, come close to understanding what the ramifications of all this could possibly be. Uh, yeah. I, supplemental draft is difficult um, because if you are unsure of how many players you want to take to camp now, how are you going to add more? And obviously this year, there looked like there could be so many more players just because of things going on. Like uh, Chubba Howard at Chubba Hubbard at one point looked like, well, this could happen, and, and Kylan Hill, maybe he would jump in there. Or some of these other players looking ahead and going, you know, if I, this, this, this season looks in doubt, I want to go get paid. And But you you may go rounds later than you thought uh, because of this uh, change in how many uh, players people may take. So, again, and we've mentioned this before, and I don't know where they're at on this because I never I haven't heard about them since I since I mentioned it. Is where the hell is the XFL on this? Who should be all over the place, saying we don't need as met, as much uh, to go right to be able to play football, and we can pay you, and we need people, um, and that may be an option where the XFL essentially becomes the G League for a year, where you get a bunch of players. Uh, that, that need a place to play, that want to get out there and showcase themselves and get a little extra pocket money uh, for a year, get paid as opposed to going to college. Uh, and it's a short, shorter season uh, and potentially may work out better in terms of training. The NCAA, again, they're, they're say, talking about it in terms of an emergency situation, and you, it mostly it's been focused on the Ivy League, but they're talking about potentially playing in spring. Um, you know, some of these – like Michigan has mentioned the possibility of playing, you know, high school spring – high school fall sports in spring. Um, that's not 
in, in you know, that was just a suggestion from the governor, but at least it's out there. So there are a lot of factors in play here that could push people that want to declare and then could push people to want to avoid going into the NFL right this second. And the, the XFL, obviously, it's certainly where, obviously, with dead in the water, obviously, you know, there was, you know, you know, right, you know, when it hit, obviously, XFL was just starting to make a little bit of a mark, so to speak. But the thing, Pete, is for these guys, and and, and it's, and, and, you know, the term all the time is, you know, there's one thing to be in shape, it's one thing to be in football shape, and, you know, to essentially to not have, you know, to maybe play your last football game December of 2019, to the fact that the next time you may suit up, you're talking for a game that counts is, you know, September 2021 um, to, you know, actually be off of a football field as far as game circumstances. Look, you know, you can do your best to simulate within practices and drills and all that stuff, but, you know, nothing will ever, you know, come up to, you know, what is live competition. You're talking about 20 months and, you know, that's where the XFL could certainly, certainly be a huge possibility here because it's, you know, it, it sounds foolish when you're talking about kids at 2021 but 20 months away from doing something you've been doing all your life i mean the amount of rust that can come in that time is heavy sorry say that again as far as you know the xfl i mean if you're you're talking about guys missing almost 20 months of football you know if they you know end up you know where they're in the nfl for you know september of 2021 and you haven't played a game in 20 months here the amount of rust that can get onto a player within that time it's it's huge yeah uh i mean it's tough because yeah i mean the 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 knock against the xfl and i thought it you know it largely did pretty well in making it look like football and avoiding a lot of the things that um you know were 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 bad about the afl initially the afl looked like rust incarnate i mean it just looked Rusty. So, I mean, with the XFL, it's a little bit less of an issue, I guess. But yeah, uh, look, but you, you risk a lot of these things. You want to you want to be able to get reps and, and sort of get these things. And, and what that quality of football looks like may or may not matter to teams. It may be about simply putting yourself out there to be looked at and drilled and, and those type of things. And uh, if the XFL can sort of develop the, the the best thing the XFL can do is make it so the NFL has to pay attention to them. And if there's ever going to be a year where that could happen, it would be when NFL players can't, uh, where I'm sorry, college players can't play, and they need something to go to where it's largely low, you know less travel uh, and no classroom requirements in terms of what needs to happen to play that that becomes a viable thing. But yeah, rust is always an issue and rust is always a concern in terms of not just bad play, but injuries. And there's also that. And, you know, for a lot of these players is, you know, what's been the focus, you know, the focus has been the NFL, the dream has been the NFL. And with this being delayed and, you know, getting away from the norm, which is college football. I mean, you know, other opportunities, maybe bad opportunities can present themselves and just, you know, for the sake of these kids who have you know worked so hard for so long, you know, you just hope that they can actually, you know, stay the norm here as, you know, football hopefully exists in the fall of 2020. Fourth um, of July. I mean, if you, you know, there's, I'd say Thanksgiving, Fourth of July are essentially the eating holidays of the year. Um, so we'll always talk about it. Um, so, you know, we bring this up obviously with Fourth of July tomorrow and everybody look at you, small, small cookouts at home. Okay. 
Nothing big, nothing major. And for the love of God, and I'll just say this now, stay the freak out of bars. Buy a six-pack and, six and go the hell home. Stay out of bars, for God's sakes, right now. That is the last place anybody needs to be right now. So, you know, we put it out to you guys here, you know, asking for some of your favorites. Obviously, you'll get Pete and I's. Um, Seabus Brian, uh, Brown's fan, uh, brisket, butter, sweet corn on the cob, baked beans, uh, and creamy slaw with a dash or two of hot sauce and sriracha. You had me up until the slaw. Coleslaw, I doesn't do much for me. Uh, David Morley, uh, barbecue ribs is smoked on his grill. His mother's homemade, uh, homemade uh, potato salad, her recipe, corn on the cob. Nothing fancy, just the necessities. Again, I, I I do agree with that. Fourth of July, you don't have to go over the top. It should just, and again, there should always be something on the grill. Grill gets lit, what, noon? That sucker should be going until 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, minimum. Uh, Adam P., cheeseburger with bacon crumbs, lettuce and mayo, seasoned fries in the air fryer, potato salad from a local shop, and grilled corn. Look, if you're going to go that route, make the potato salad yourself. Uh, French fries. Uh, I don't know if you need French fries on the 4th of July. Oh, my man, Lucky. And Lucky, I know you've been trying to get this one in here. Yes, I've always been in favor of Baker Mayfield playing in a hurry-up system. I'm not really sure how that's going to work this year. Who knows? Um, but, yes, Baker Mayfield should certainly be playing at a faster pace. His plate, ribs, steak, potato salad, and baked beans. Baked beans, potato salad, guys. Can't go wrong there. Sam Panics, medium-rare cheeseburger because he doesn't approve of ruining good meat. Sam, good boy, making that higher look even more better. His burger with lettuce, pickles, mayo, mustard, and ketchup. That's a lot on the burger. Potato salad, pasta salad, watermelon. Like I don't eat any of the fruit. Um, pasta salad, I'm with. Um, for me, look, the day should start simple. The day should start with burgers and dogs. You know, it's it's hot. You don't want to eat too much early. Burgers, dogs. You have the salads out all day. Potato salad. Uh, you know, macaroni salad. Obviously, another one. Um, I'm okay with the pasta salad. As the day goes on, you can you know bang it out a little more London broil individual steaks get to be a little bit much. Cause I mean, you, you know, if you're having a normal 4th of July, you can have a lot of people, how many steaks are you going to freaking cook? You know, some London broils, uh, ribs, obviously always. And the best thing about ribs is, you know, two to three hours if you're doing them right. So obviously if you're going to have the grill on all day, it's easy to take care of the ribs, make sure you spray them about every half hour, a little apple cider, uh, apple cider, apple cider vinegar, any of that stuff on there, keep the juices in, keep the juices flowing on the ribs. Um, and, and that's it for me. Dessert, again, no. I mean, if the ice cream man comes by, yeah, that's fine. I don't need dessert, Pete, on 4th of July. And I am always, it, 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 I am not that dessert person. I am even like, if I'm hungry at 11 o'clock at night, I will eat a sandwich. I, food over dessert for me every time, every time. I know Pete's not the way here, but Pete, we're going to the cookout. Oh, and of course, grilled chicken. For me, uh, you know, I prefer, legs are easy enough, especially if you're outside. Just grab this sucker, you know, three bites. You're done with that sucker. Um, you know, thighs, just, you know, bones all of that gets to be too much wings are easy enough obviously you tear them apart bang 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 ding dang done so wings and uh obviously legs on the grill look you guys gotta season these things up and slow and low when you're cooking the chicken and for the love of god don't ever put if you want to put barbecue sauce on your chicken that's fine do it when it comes off the grill you people who cook with barbecue sauce forget it the whole thing is just you know you're just eating char at that point pete plate for the fourth of july well so my thought process with this is if it's, if I'm not eating something where I can stand up and hold it on a paper plate or whatever, it better be good enough to make me want to sit down if it requires like cutting or something like that. Otherwise I want to be able to either get it with a fork or just grab it and eat it. Uh, if I, if, if I'm standing up, uh, meat's always good. And, and I'm with you for the most part. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm more than happy to have another hot dog or burger or whatever it is as dessert, as opposed to 
uh, you know, filling up on, on you know, uh, like sweets. Ice cream's fine, I guess, but ultimately, like, especially when you're talking about 90 degrees and stuff, um, that that uh, that cake or brownie or cupcake or whatever, that's going to come at you with a vengeance, uh, giving you some sweats. So uh, I'll stick with the meats as much as I can. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I'm not a big salad person anyway. I feel like that's a distraction. Um, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, bag snack food stuff, but you know, when, when the, when the main event is good, that's what, that's what I'm going for. It's what exactly. And, and look, I mean, hamburger, hot dog, chicken, like rib, something, you know, and again, you may be in this position, A, there's not enough room to sit down or B, you don't like the opportunity who you have to sit down with. So if you can, you stand over in the corner, wolf down, but you got to wolf down. And of course, guys, for me, also, what would be also dessert at about that eight o'clock mark, Mark will throw back, you know, whatever's left of the hot dogs and the hamburgers on the grill. And, you know, of course that's always easy enough to take care of the kids. Um, Guys, everybody have a safe, happy 4th of July. Um, There's no need to go out. Just don't, don't, don't look at one 4th of July. It won't stink and kill you. It's not like really there's any, I mean, I know in New Jersey, there's not a lot of fireworks to go see anyway. Um, Mask up. Look, if we all want to get back to normalcy, just stay. I understand. Stay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. We're all frustrated. Nobody wants to go back to normalcy more than me. But until everybody agrees together to take these steps, it's that's a finish line that nobody can see at this point. So be smart. Be safe and mask up here. Make sure, again, Browns Digest, uh, Pete and his team over there, Brandon, uh, Sean, doing a fantastic job over at SI.com, just continuing to pump out uh, you know, Browns content for you, uh, SI.com, Browns Digest. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith, underscore the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase, follow back account, DMs are open. Any show ideas, questions, things of that nature, send them on over. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there. Show ideas, again, anything you want to, you know, discussed here if it's good enough and we're always looking for ideas you know we'll, we'll take the ball essentially and run with it uh please also make sure you're following at browns at pfn check everything out we're doing there um guys are working really hard here i'll drop my first piece on monday i wanted to give these opportunity uh the guys opportunity to get their first pieces out um so we got three out we'll get a draft piece out from tonight from ryan roberts so i appreciate your support over there um until we talk next time uh this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on the lob Let's go, Brad.